Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to the Believe in Jaguars show. I'm Justin Dunk, joined by Dr. David J. Chow to break down Jacksonville quarterback Trevor Lawrence's left knee injury. Dr. Chow spent over 17 years as a head team doctor in the NFL. When you initially saw the injury Lawrence sustained in week six against the Colts, what went through your mind as a doctor? Well, we watched from the, quote, war room where we have all the games on at Sports Injury Central as part of Believe, and we do the in-game injury analysis. And look, I'm not trying to diagnose anybody, but by mechanism of injury, we actually weren't that worried. Not saying that he wasn't hurt, just saying that don't think there's a significant injury going on there. And that seems to be the case right now. Of course, he's sore. Look, that Gatorade looks bad. But, Justin, you remember last season, Chris Carson, Seattle versus Dallas, that Gator roll. Everyone thought it was horrible, and they were giving the Dallas defender a hard time. And we were like, I don't think there's significant damage here. And Chris Carson at running back played the next game. Now, this is a short week. It remains to be seen. But I do not think that he will miss the game. I think he will play. He's Trevor Lawrence. Limited practice. Nobody cares. And don't be worried about the activation of that practice squad quarterback. Jaguars tight end Evan Ingram alluded to the fact it could be MCL damage for Lawrence. From your doctor's perspective, could that be the case? Mild at best. His foot wasn't planted. The, the twist, it can cause pain, but it's his lead leg, so I think he can play. And what I was referring to is just before recording, there was word that the Jaguars activated a practice squad quarterback, and that would indicate, uh-oh, he needs backup. But I think all that is is you have to be on the active roster to be the emer emergency quarterback. And the advantage of that is you don't count against the 46. If they were trying to activate him actually to the 46, they could do that tomorrow from the practice uh, uh, squad straight on to the 46. So I think it's a procedural move just to give some extra insurance. I don't think it indicates that Trevor Lawrence is not the starter. That quarterback was Canadian quarterback Nathan Rourke, who had a sensational play in the preseason against Dallas that helped him make the roster there. Lawrence has had a brace on his left knee in practice. Is that precautionary, or why else might he have it on? Well, it's precautionary to some extent, but remember, a lot of quarterbacks use a lead leg brace irregardless because that's the knee that's vulnerable. Uh, Tom Brady forever wore a lead leg on that left knee after his initial ACL tear in that left knee during his career. A lot of quarterbacks wear it routinely. And with the knee injury, I, it's not surprising that you see it. But I've, I expect that Trevor Lawrence, you know, our six scores, you know, we grade people out of 100 and anything in the 90s is healthy. We have him at 90. We think he's going to be fine. What would your recommendation to Jags head coach Doug Peterson be on how to approach Lawrence's left knee for week seven versus the Saints on a short week with travel for Thursday night football and also beyond? Well, you know, of course, wear the brace as a precaution. And, you know, of course, uh, whatever you can do, ball out quick. And I don't know if he's going to 
need to be in more shotgun or not. But Doug Peterson's got all that. He's dealt with that before. And second year in the system, short week is less of an effect. Trevor Lawrence is now at this point an experienced starter. He's not He's not a starter where you say he DNP so we can't play him. We have to play the backup. He's the solid guy, and, and he hasn't DNP'd. He's LP'd, which means – LP can mean doing 99% of the practice or 1% of the practice. The bottom line is Trevor Lawrence, I think, has the experience and the knowledge of the offense, and they're going to play him, and I expect him to be effective. You've been around the NFL for a long time, obviously the head doc for almost two decades in the NFL. What goes on behind the scenes here from, let's say, when that injury occurred up to Thursday night football and deciding whether or not a franchise quarterback is going to start the next game. Well, you know, you take it one day at a time. Of course, you give projections to the coaching staff and GM all along. Look, I don't think it's impossible. I'm not saying this injury is nothing. I'm just saying Trevor Lawrence is tough. It's not significant. I think he can play through. And if there was more time where the game was in question, it wouldn't have shocked me if he would have returned to the game. It was late game and it's a couple scores and the whole deal. But, you know, the athletic trainers literally will see the players two, three times a day. The doctors will come and go a little bit. There's daily at least meetings and beyond to update people. And uh, I'm sure they're in great communication and uh, just to let you know, they may say we won't know until the game time, but in my NFL experience, basically never was it, we don't know, we'll find out 90 minutes before the game. It was, we know which way this is going, we're going to be sure about it, and we'll let you know at 90 minutes before the game for uh, gamesmanship and uh, competitive advantage. That's the kind of insight that I was going for exactly with that question. How much can a head coach lean on the head doctor, the position that you've been in, for advice? Because I think some Jaguars fans out there might say, well, they have the Thursday night game. If Lawrence doesn't play, he could have even more rest to make sure that knee is closer to 100% if it's not already there. So how much do you think head coaches have conversations with head team doctors based on your past in the NFL? Well, certainly I've had the conversations with the head coaches and GMs, but who communicates very closely is the head team physician with the head athletic trainer, like multiple times a day. There is a morning and afternoon meeting with the head athletic trainer and the rest of the staff, and the head athletic trainer is sort of the conduit for that information. If there's more specifics, then there's more direct conversation. And the Jaguars have an excellent medical staff. Their orthopedist was there when I was in the league. He's still around. He, he does a great job. Uh, I don't see there being uh, any issues there on the medical side, making the right decisions and communicating that to the uh, to the coaching staff. If you had to make an educated guess, how close do you think Lawrence is to 100%? Well, you know, our six score indicates he's 90%, right? I mean, he's going to be very functional, perhaps – you know, he's not going to have as many design runs to protect him. Perhaps there's fewer rollouts. Perhaps there's more pocket play and ball out more quickly to help protect him. Uh, but, you know, Doug Peterson is very creative in what he does and what he runs. And uh, I'm sure he'll find a way to make it work. But I don't I think this is at this point, fingers crossed, much to do about much to do about nothing here. Not that he's not 
feeling it, but this is the NFL. 85% is a good week, and I think Trevor Lawrence is north of 85%. It seems like you believe it's more just like a bruise that he's got to deal with some pain here than any significant damage. Is that the case? Well, I, there could be a mild MCL component, but very mild. But let me tell you, where you worry about it, MCLs more, is when the foot is planted. Believe it or not, that gator roll when the foot is up in the air, I mean, how hard can someone's hands grab someone's legs? I mean, the skin twists and moves and the muscles above it. It's not a firm handle, and therefore the forces get dampened. And that, that's where we go back to that Chris Carson gator roll last year. It looked really bad because someone's hanging on someone's leg and twisting it, and Trevor Lawrence was a little bit similar to that. But in reality, the forces don't translate the same way. And that's what I'm basing it on. Look, I told you, I know that the uh, Jaguars medical staff, if I called them, they would not tell me anything, right? It's, <laughs> we deal on insider, insider knowledge of injuries and how they work rather than insider information. We have no sources at Sports Injury Central, and we like it that way. And we know that the good medical staff of the Jaguars would never violate HIPAA and tell me anything anyways. And if for whatever reason, on rare occasion, when I do hear about something medically, someone calls seeking some advice or something, I'm no longer allowed to talk about it because as a medical professional, I'm bound by HIPAA. So I can tell you I don't know any insider information with everything that I've said to you today. It's all based off of insider knowledge, and there's no violation of HIPAA, no sources. Excellent insight. Overall, could Lawrence fully recover from this left knee issue? You graded him at 90%, so can he get back to 100%? Yeah, I think by the next game he will be. This game he might not be. By the next game he will be, but uh, 100%. Well, as 100% as any NFL player can be midseason, right? Everyone's, I guarantee you Trevor Lawrence and almost everyone on the team has other bumps and bruises. Uh, uh, an NFL team does not have, have five permanent athletic trainers, physical therapists, three team doctors traveling on planes for the injury report of three or four players. I mean, there are – Dozens of guys getting treatment every day and pregame and postgame and getting evaluated. And I'm not accusing anyone of lying on the injury report. That's just the way that the NFL works. Lawrence was listed as questionable for the game in week seven against the Saints. Does that in your history and with your expertise lead you to believe that he's likely going to start? Well, questionable means that there's a chance he could play and there's a chance he couldn't play. If you don't list someone as questionable and he doesn't play, the league will investigate you as to why you didn't list them as questionable. So the questionable designations are kind of given out like candy a little bit. I mean, some teams use them more than others. With this high-priority injury, it does not surprise me that he's listed as questionable. It doesn't deter me that he's been limited practice. We go by our eyes and the mechanism injury. And quite honestly, your quarterback's been tough. He's played through other injuries before. And like I said, even looking at that practice squad call-up, it still doesn't dissuade us. All that is is insurance. Are people freaking out just because it's a quarterback? I feel like if this was you know, a running back receiver or a special teams depth player, they had this injury, they get up, they limp off the field, you know, perhaps they come back a little bit later in the game, they're fine. So is there more potential hysteria here just because Lawrence is the face of the franchise in Jacksonville? 
Yes, there is more because he's the quarterback, but there actually should be less for this reason. It's easier to play quarterback when your knee's not 100%, especially when it's your front leg. If it were Travis Etienne, my op my optimism would not necessarily be as high, right? There are different types of players and what they do in cutting and otherwise. And also because I think there's a lot of interest because he didn't return to the game. But look at the game script. Look at the time that the injury happened. Look at the scoreboard. There was no rush to return him to the game. If he would have come back in the game, no one would be thinking – twice about it. But coming back to the game doesn't mean that you're 100%. I mean, uh, look, in San Francisco, uh, everyone's concerned about uh, CMC and Debo Samuel. We're more concerned about Trent Williams. Even though he returned to the game, we believe he's got a high ankle sprain. It's going to be hard for him to play effectively, even though he came back and finished the game. So I think that's where it comes. You know, it's your star quarterback. It's his knee. It's a short week. He didn't return to play. The gator roll didn't look good to the naked eye. So that's the perfect storm of concern. Now, if we follow up next week and I'm dead wrong on this, I'll, I'll take the L. We go by insider knowledge of the game rather than sources and insider information. I bet you're going to be right. And we really thank you for providing your unique insight, Dr. Chow. Can you let people know where they can find you to get all of this great information? Not only for Jaguars, I mean, you can look at the field view at sportsinjurycentralsicscore.com, and you'll see all the greens, yellows, and reds on your own Jaguars team, and you'll look and see that the Saints have some issues on their offensive line this Thursday. So watch for that. And for fantasy, look, we'll grade out uh, Kenny Pickett. We'll grade out Deontay Johnson. We'll grade out Pat Fryermuth for the Steelers. We'll grade out everybody. And if you're trying to decide between, let's say, should I play running back A or running back B, maybe you want to look at the offensive line health of running back A, running back B, or the defensive front or the front seven health of opponent A versus opponent B before you make your final decision. And that's what we do besides the six scores at Sports Injury Central. I like it. Some key info to help you get that edge. Thanks so much for joining, joining us, Dr. Chow. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.